Brady, back in the studio. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> What's going on, man? It's been a while. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a show. It's been a while since we've seen you. Yeah, it has. It has been a minute. You know, just that. Yeah, as you said in your post, just you know, summer life, all that. You know, just busier than shit. Built a deck. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Shane and I went up to uh, to. I almost said Mackinac, but we went up to Petoskey a couple weekends back too. So that was our our big get out of the house for a little bit thing. Had to play some uh, some chore catch up and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, Jason is not here. I know we haven't seen Jason in uh, a few episodes now. He's still in the process of moving houses, and literally, like I think all of his electronics are like torn up. If you were to come on and try to stream, it would probably be from like his cell phone. And I'm just like, you know, Jason, like the, the world, the world needs to see the most beautiful you, you know, Try. You, you concentrate on your, on your home, man. So, yep. oh, what do you, what do you, what do you got drinking tonight? Uh, I'm starting off with, uh, since I'm done with competitions, at least for the, for a little while, um, my Vienna lager starting off with a little homebrew first time in a while. <laughs> <laughs> no hams tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I am hammed out right now. Like uh, like you're over it or you're just out. I'm just out. Okay, all right. I uh, I, I think I admitted this live the last episode, maybe like a month ago, maybe not. But uh, as, as much as I do enjoy hams, uh, like like the rest of our club and you know you guys, and it seems like most everybody that comes on the show, I only just bought my first thirty pack, uh, like maybe last month or something. So dude, we should, <laughs> I, we should have done an unboxing video. I know. Yeah. <laughs> usually, usually it's like people, you know, give me a few cans as I'm like leaving their house because it costs like three cents a can. And it's and, stupid uh, cheap. Yeah, no, it's I, so cheap. The thing is though, you, you, it's so cheap and it's so good. You go through it so fast. It's like, Oh God, like mm-hmm. four cans a night. Like I don't actually really need to be drinking that much. Right, yeah, it is because it's like the the can costs more than the beer inside of it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of American lagers, um, that's what I have in my beautiful Michigan Brews uh, shaker pint. I have uh, some Eagle Juice. It's my uh, my American light lager. Is that a rebrew? It is a rebrew, and it's almost gone. Um, I need to rebrew it again before the Michigan Homebrew Festival, which we should probably touch on sometime during this episode. Uh, we um, always do. It's it's delicious though. I I got this, uh, got the Eagle Juice, and then I have a a whole uh, howler of Kolsch. So we'll see how much uh, how much we is get. That, is, that, is that your Kolsch? It is my Kolsch. Oh, very nice. I haven't I haven't had a Brian Kolsch. It's the first Kolsch uh, I've I've ever brewed, so I would oh. love for you to have some and tell me what you think. Because I, yeah. who was I having this discussion with? I think it was David, um, and uh, he was over, and then we had some other people over for the gang brew this weekend. And we should talk about like what the gang brew is too for for those watching that may not know. But um, we we're like, you know, what what does a Kolsch actually taste like? Like the only place that you can really get it potentially is like you know cone uh cologne slash cone and uh otherwise you know it's like kolsch style beer yeah but like i don't know anybody that's actually gone there and, and tried it and that can like give an accurate example of what it is and beyond that 
I think that it was like a lost style for a little bit. And then somebody picked it up like what I think David was saying, like something like 20 years later, maybe. So I don't know the the exact history, but like it's it's kind of like, does anybody actually know what the original Kolsch tasted like? Like, what yeah. are we actually drinking? Yeah, I don't know. I think the the only place that I know of that does one commercially is New Holland, and that's again that's you know styled. Yeah, um, but what's it called? Full Circle. Oh, okay. Oh no, I didn't realize that was a Kolsch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It was one of my favorite summer beers for the longest time. I've uh, you know, that's that's the beer that made me think that Kolsch was something that, you know, I really enjoyed, but I haven't really had anything other than theirs. So <laughs> I don't I guess I don't really know, but I should have some for the next keepers meeting at the very least. I'm not going through it that fast. I think I have a little bit less than a, than half a keg right now. So nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um, so tonight, this episode. Uh, it's mostly just a kind of getting back into the swing of things episode. Um, I have a few things I want to touch on. We can touch on some of the the homebrew shit going on in in Michigan uh, in the next month or two, uh, and then kind of kind of see where it goes. For anybody listening uh, that's either in the club or that's local to Kalamazoo, um, I still have a few spots open for this, and I posted in uh, in our uh, Kalamazoo. I'm sorry, our Keeper's Facebook group too, but um, Mike Neville sent us some beverages to do a triangle test for uh, for a brewlosophy uh, experiment that they're doing. And uh, so I have I have just enough left for like maybe two or three more triangle tests for people that haven't like committed to come hang out. So Jordan, if you're not busy sometime in the next couple of nights, uh, for anybody in chat, um, is around Kalamazoo and wants to swing by and have a, a beverage. I think he sent some beers for a Hop Chronicles thing too. Awesome. So, yeah. No, I saw your post. I, you know, ashamedly admit that I didn't really read it. I haven't honestly been on Facebook. I sold a fridge. That's about what I've done in the past <laughs> month on Facebook. Um, so yeah, I'll go in there. I'll read it. I'll take a look at the dates. I'll let you know. Sounds, sounds awesome though. Yeah. I mean, we don't really have a date picked, but I mean, we can do, we can do like two. He sent me enough bottles to do probably like 10 ish uh, triangle tests. So uh, comfortably, and we can probably stretch it a little bit too. I say, can you, can you go over like the triangle test and what, what they're, what he's looking for? Or is that yeah. kind of paved until it's in front of you? Um, so I can't go over the details of what it is. Um, I do know what it is, and I'm not going to take the triangle test because of that. Um, but, um, I can go over what a triangle test is, I guess. <laughs> what they're yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's so go. So basically, uh, uh, this uh, drink that will be in this bottle, <laughs> uh, uh, we, we essentially have two different ones, um, except that three samples will be poured. Um, he's sending me different colored cups. Uh, we'll be asking for... Uh, people that try this to pick out uh, the one that they think uh, is different out of the three blind uh, two will be the same and one will be different. Um, he is sending me with a, a barcode or a QR code rather um, people will scan uh, fill out a little survey on survey monkey about which cup, you know, they think is different and what they perceive and um, you know, all those fun little details and then it'll be submitted and uh, 
you know, put into a, a pool of anonymous data. Um, same thing kind of with the Hop Chronicles, except it's not a triangle test. It is one beer um, brewed with, I believe, just like one certain type of hop. I don't even know what the hop is. Um, and they're just looking for feedback as to what uh, that hop tastes like, what the beer tastes like. Is it really bitter? Is it apple-y? Um, you know, do you get like a lot of dankness? Do you get like earthiness or fruitiness or uh, what kind of style of beer do you think that this this hop would fit into and, and things like that? So a um, couple fun little things. Yeah, and, and I'm trying not to go into too much detail about <laughs> about the, the triangle yeah, test. Yeah, no, no. I think you hit it well. Um, I don't know. It sounds like it'd be an interesting little experiment. Um, yeah, I think he's trying to collect the data by the end of the week because he's already collected a good chunk himself. And then um, the article is going up sometime at the beginning of August. I just had a panic moment. Uh oh. It's it's Monday. Not a panic moment because it was like you said by the end of the week. I'm like shit. That's tomorrow, dude. Like I thought it was Friday or Thursday for a second. I don't know no, why. No. <laughs> I don't know why. Because we always do this on Mondays. I know. So I'm, I, uh, stu I'm stuck in last week. That's what's going on. I I had one of those sort of reverse on uh, on Sunday. Sunday I woke up and uh, I got up out of bed at maybe like eight ten eight twenty. Wandered into the office. Uh, turned on my work laptop and booted up my work laptop, logged in, was looking at my email, was looking at my meetings for the day. And all of my meetings said that they were for, you know, tomorrow. And I'm like, what is wrong? Like, did my laptop, like, is the date not, has it not <laughs> updated overnight? Or like, do I have to like reboot? And I'm like looking at my email and trying to figure it out. And yeah, thought it was Monday on Sunday. Um, so that was nice. That was like, yeah, you know, say that's good. Yeah. It's like, it's like finding a, a 20 or something in your, your winter jacket after, uh, after putting it back on for the first time in the season or something. <laughs> like, yep. It's like, I got a whole extra day of weekend. <laughs> and then I proceeded to, to, to drink and uh, waste most of it. So. No, but that's not, that's not a waste, man. You just it experienced it, right? <laughs> it was the, it was the barrel swap. So we went over to uh, Mark's house and emptied out the 55 gallon barrel that he keeps in his basement that we have soured mm -hmm. and nice. Um, filled it back up and, yeah, shared some shared some beer and I think he had some snacks. They were making pickles. We had some pickles. Oh, I haven't made pickles yet this year. Speaking of that, and I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get a few jars of things together for homebrew fest. Some pickled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that last year? I remember two MHFs ago. Uh, there was some club that had pickled eggs. And uh, and we lost you for like an hour at the end of the night because you just kind of like you, you found the pickled eggs in front of their their booth and you just hung out there drinking their beer and eating their eggs for like an hour. Yep, <laughs> I did. I think I had like twelve eggs. Probably it was stupid. That <laughs> was it was amazing though. They were delicious. I've I've tried to recreate them ever since and I have not been able to. But um, they're still good. Pickled eggs are delicious. Pickled hard boiled eggs. Um, so I'm I'm gonna try to try to bring some maybe maybe make some of that have a little little anger to them a little spice. That'll be cool. I think it would. Uh, I think it'll fit the theme uh, that our that our club is doing this year. You know, some some. Uh, I don't. Can I? I can't remember if we've talked about what our theme yet is this year. I don't think show. we've. I don't think we've done it online. And I honestly, I've been 
like so okay. checked out of reality for the past <laughs> couple of weeks. Um, I can't recall what it is, but yeah, yeah. Ron says keep your tent downwind. <laughs> that, that, what, Andrea was out with you that year too, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that was the only year she was there. Yep. <laughs> We were hoping she was going to be able to make it there this year, but uh, it's it's not working out. So, you're coming this year, though. Yep, I'll I'll be there. Okay. And in, in my tiny little tent that my cot fits in, basically that's it. Oh, now bring the big one. No, no. I last year was it last year? I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah. I bought a small like two person tent, or hmm. I think actually I think it's a four person tent, but really it's two. Um, I just put a cot in there and I have room for like a little side table in my cooler and like that's about it. It seems fine. Yeah, I feel like they, they always tell you how many people can sleep in the tent. It's like, yeah, if you're like crammed against the sides and stuff like that. Yeah, packed we, like sardines head to foot. Yeah, We need to buy a, we're, we're going to buy a cot this year probably or, or two cots. We have a, a blow up mattress and it just wasn't wasn't doing it for us. And then everybody that we, we know that has a cot really prefers the cots for camping anyway. So do you have like a, a recommendation? Uh, Just whatever's cheap on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think I spent less than seventy dollars on my Coleman cot and tent on Amazon. So okay, yeah. I mean, my granted, my my cot's just a it's just a single, but um, yeah. I mean, they make queen cots too. There was one that we were Andrew and I were looking at getting a while ago. Has like these little fold out tables on the side, so that it has like little side tables with like a little drink holder. Sweet, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, sorry, I had to mute myself. I was dying there for a second. I was gonna say, yeah. So MHF is let's see here, one. It's like three weeks away. Two, three, yeah, yeah. Uh, three weeks from Thursday ish. It looks like. Um, I'll probably be there on the 20. Oh, no, I'm looking at the wrong date. <laughs> I'm looking at July. So what one is it still two? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. 18th, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're right. Um, yeah, I'll be there with David and Jason, and I'm not sure who others, uh, who else on, on Wednesday. Um, helping set up and then yeah, we'll we'll go from Thursday onward. I think we have a quite a few new people coming this year. I keep talking about it to everybody, like people that have never been before and stuff. We keep keep spreading the gospel of, of MHF and we're going to try to keep it keep it busy and keep it going. Um, Michigan Beer Cup judging is coming up soon. I believe that that is um, a week from this coming Saturday, so on the 6th. Yep. Um, so I'm going to be out there for that. Um, the beer judging is going to be on Saturday. The meat and cider judging is going to be on Sunday. Um, we're going to try to get score sheets uploaded to the website this year. I'm not sure if that's something that um, has happened in past years. I know we have a lot of people entering the competition this year that will not be at MHF and, and a lot that aren't part of Humber Clubs. And I think what happens sometimes if we're not uploading uh, sheets to the website is we get like flooded with um with emails after the fact and requests for score sheets and they have to be like scanned individually and stuff like that. So yeah, might as well just um, do it all. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try. So uh, Jason and I are new to the, the Michigan beer cup committee this year. And so my sort of goal, I think I'm going to start helping out with the website next year more. Um, but I want to bring a laptop and I have a portable scanner and I want to try to get score sheets in um, 
and ready to be uploaded uh, sometime after the award ceremony this year. So that's my goal. We'll see how it goes, but um, I would like to have it be more, uh, more, more digital and electronic and, and hands off for as many people as possible. No, uh, I agree. We, we can even look into um, online or not online, but uh, but digital uh, score sheets or something like that next year too. I know a lot of people are doing that. Um, I can type faster than I can uh, handwrite, and it's and it's way more legible. Um, yep. So I, I would I'd prefer that from a judging standpoint for myself, but I think it you know it's optional. You don't have to do digital score sheets or anything like that, but something something that can be discussed. Um, what else we got going on? The Michigan State Fair is uh, coming up. Yep, that's another one. September, I think. Uh, is it something? I thought it was also August, because we had to we had to drop off our samples at the same time. Judging is being done soon. It might even have been this weekend. I can't remember, but um, interesting. We won't, okay. we won't, yeah, we won't we won't know results until um, until the state fair, which is in September, I think. Right, right, right. Now, I guess with you and um, MHF, I know in previous years they've like put a list up to say like, oh, you're you, you like you have a name like if you have an honorable honorable mention or above. Um, is that something that they're going to do again? So far as I'm aware, um, oh, yeah, because yeah, because I don't think we want people to come out to the awards ceremony if they're not coming out to to MHF already. That uh, um, well, I mean that would that would make sense. You don't want to come out and like yeah, I guess yeah waste your ticket and just be like oh i'm not going to experience anything else not that coming to mhf is a waste of a ticket you come out no. to mhf uh, and, you, and you pay for you know a 40 dollar um uh like membership and and you're gonna have the time of your life i, I promise i have i have um, honestly had some of the best beers i've ever had there there's some amazing home brewers in the state joe says september 2nd shana says for first week of september so thank you for the perfect product. yeah Perfect, perfect. Oh, what do I have so a lot of traveling over to the east side of the state this year. We got to get some of that shit over here on the west side, man. That's that's kind of a a, a hope, you know. Once uh, once we start getting more BJCP judges over here, um, and and that's a big focus that Keepers has maybe in the next year. Um, I hope to try to you know persuade some of the judging to move a little bit more west um just so it's maybe you know I, I can handle a 60 or 90 minute drive to you know do some judging or bottle sorting or something like that but it's hard to do two and a half to three hours um, yeah that's because that's not day. a day trip that's six hours in the car if you're going yeah. there just for the day yeah and uh, and it's something that i really want to do but uh this time of the year it, it, it's not so bad if it's like you're doing that maybe once every two or three months to, to some big thing. But, you know, around this time of the year when uh, when you would have to drive out to like Novi uh, to do uh, bottle sorting, you know, one day maybe and then drive back to do judging and then drive back a couple of weeks later to do bottle sorting uh, for MHF and then drive back again to uh, do the judging and then stay overnight to do the judging again because cider and meat are separate from beard it's uh it's tough for us us west ciders so yeah yep and i'm not gonna lie like i'm i'm looking at you know following your footsteps here and, and getting my 
you know, very least provisional or, you know, moving forward to actually becoming certified. I did take the, the pretest, so I'm good yeah. there. Yeah, awesome. Um, I just honestly really have to pay for the test and take it. Like if it, if I, I think I have like a 20% variance, what's it, 65% to pass? Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty... You have, you have a lot of leeway. Yeah. 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 So it might I mean, even be I think, 68 or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, I was just going off of like the, I think the, the practice test is like 10 questions or something like that. And I got two mm-hmm. of them wrong and I know where, where I went wrong at them, but like, if that's actually representative, mm-hmm. you know, of the, you know, sampling of questions, then I have like a 20% variance that I can fail at and still, well, not 20, say 15, you know, 12 to 15% that I can, you know, fudge up. That's a pretty comfortable, like, percentage. It is. They, they, it, it's, it's not an easy test, but they also give you a lot of leeway as far as like what, what's considered a passing score. So, right, right, right. Um, I, uh, anybody that's listening right now, uh, that, that thinks they want to be, you know, a BJCP judge or something, I mean, I encourage you just to maybe buy the, the three for two package. Um, it gives you three shots at it and you only have to pay for, for two of them. Um, and, and just go take the first one once and, and just see how you do or see what the test is like. That's, um, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, and at least, yeah. you know, then, um, you know, re- read through the BJCP guidelines once, you know, just front to back, just to kind of get a general idea of some of the, you know, some of the intricacies of like weird shit. Yeah. Um, I think it's the, the test, the exams stops at, um, historical, I think it doesn't get past like the first 26 or 28 styles. Uh, so I don't think it really goes into weird shit like Kentucky commons and stuff like that. Um, I think I'm trying to remember now, but in any case, I, I would say go for it. Uh, if you know us around in the Kalamazoo area or West Michigan area, Southwest Michigan area, whatever, um, if I can get a, a dedicated, just six people, and I already have two, um, to pass the online exam that will 100% commit to doing a tasting exam. We have two BJ- BJCP judges that have already volunteered to host tasting exams for us. Um, one uh, is Gail uh, Milburn, who uh, can also do a mead tasting exam for us. So um, if that's something that people are interested to, the online meat exam really isn't that hard. Uh, and, and you can get meat certified too. So we could probably have one uh, beer tasting, one meat tasting, you know, before the end of the year, if we could really get the people what, together. What do you know about cider? Cider is tough as shit. I, <laughs> to, to me, I don't know shit about, about how to do the cider, honestly. I can drink a cider and be like, yeah, I really enjoy this, but... You know, when when it, when it comes to what does it taste like? Mm, it right. Like apple. You know, I get I get I get apple. <laughs> I don't I don't even know if I could tell like red apple from green apple. Um, you know, and you start talking about tannins and stuff like that too. And I think it's it's tough because cider is always not always, but it's typically uh, at least a little carbonated, and, and carbonation yeah throws off that that sort of perception for me. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not good at it. I would love to learn though. Um, I think that's, that's kind of where a little more of my, I mean, you know, you've known me for years. I've, I've loved making ciders. Um, so I think I'm going to try to let that passion carry over and try to do some research on that. But as you were saying, I think I'm going to, 
you know, it's like what, 20 bucks or something like that mm-hmm. for the so. three pack mm-hmm. of the BJCP test. I'll probably just pick that up this week. And, you know, as we found out just a few minutes ago, it's only Monday. Um, <laughs> so I should have all week to at least take one test and see where I stand and where I need to uh, brush up on. So maybe that's something I can do over lunch one of these days. They they give you a whole hour, and I don't think you'll use the whole thing. When I took it, I think I had something like 15 minutes left when I hit the end to go back and uh, and start um, cherry-picking questions that I wasn't really sure about and just, like, yep. Googling the answers to or, like, looking at the uh, BJCP guidelines for answers for. Uh, it's open book, and it's totally encouraged to use... Uh, the resources that you have, <clears throat> you just can't uh, look up every single answer just because you simply don't have time. You have yep. uh, it's 180 questions and you have an hour to do it. So, um, but like some of the questions are going to be like easy. Like you're, you're they are you're yeah, yeah. Know them. yeah yeah you'll 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 get a lot of your time back as long as you have a rough idea of um, of of styles and right. There are some questions like the practice exam that I went on. I think they were talking about. Um, I, I want to say maybe it was like steam beer and some other like light style, like lagerish beer and like which mm. one is supposed to have like or which one allows for higher IBUs. Mm. OK. And uh, that I know that's one that I, I just did not get, get right. I know both. Nope, we lose Jordan. We might have. We'll see. All right. Well, we wait for Jordan to come back. Um, I will say, too, and I think that um, I linked this in one of our YouTube videos. Uh, I put a YouTube video out there called How to Study for the BJCP Online Exam. Uh, it's not on Facebook. It's only on YouTube. It wasn't a live stream. It was maybe like a 10, 12-minute video that I put together uh, by myself, but... Um, I, I created a spreadsheet and it's on Google Drive now that uh, lists off all of the uh, first, whatever, 26, 28 styles and uh, has a sort of side by side comparison for all of the, he says comp, comp shut off randomly. So I guess I'll be back, but um, it has a side by side comparison to all of the styles that are listed along with the base style for that style if that makes any sense so like if you um if you look up like american light logger it will have a side by side for like american logger as well uh if you look up like czech pilsner it'll probably have a side by side comparison for german pilsner as well for things like ibus and color and uh and like overall impression uh notes for like what the style is and things like that um, so that makes it a little bit easier for some of those questions that you sort of just need to like glance over at a, at a, a piece of reference material for. Um, so go look that up. Uh, let me, I'll set a reminder for myself to uh, link that again sometime after the show's over. That now, but yeah, uh, definitely encourage everybody to go and at least give it a shot. Aubrey volunteers to test meads. You are uh you are you are on the list. <laughs> I do need tasty notes actually for uh, sour beers. 
Um, so I might, I might gather some people together to do that. I think I have like 50, 60 gallons of sour. I, the, the number changes every time I say this out loud, but I have a lot of sour beer and kegs downstairs that I need to get tasting notes for. Uh, so I can start doing some blending. Um, sneak peek for any keepers that are watching the show. Uh, I think for our October meeting, we are going to do a... Oh, Jordan's back on, so I'll, I'll wait for him. Right. So, so sneak peek, sneak peek, Jordan. I was, I was just talking about BJCP stuff a little bit more, and um, don't know what happened there. Just... It's okay. Welcome back. You obviously have a a, a very quick hard drive. Yeah. Oh if yeah. M dot two. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but the October meeting for keepers, uh, we are going to do a sour beer blending class. So we'll be bringing probably like a uh, at least a growler of three different sour beers and we'll be uh, sort of taking notes and, and experimenting with sour beers uh, to uh, you know blend out maybe some things that are stronger with one like a, like acetic and and uh, you know just add character to maybe beers that are less characteristic or, or a little bit more boring or less tart and and sort of create something new from um from three beers that you know were kind of boring on their own and i think that it'll be really fun um it's something that we did out at homebrewcon and it was probably the the best class that uh, we had out there so i have the mead or i'm sorry i have the sour beer to do it so i figure we'll give it a shot and and see what happens so if you're a keeper and you're listening to this make sure to be at the october meeting it's going to be fun all right i was just going to ask if that's october my September is like shot, so I'll be um, I should be able to do a couple shows in September, which is only like five days away. Um, oh. In a month. What? Well, fuck. <laughs> what is life? <laughs> How's your August looking? Yeah. Also, pretty well fucked. Okay. Um, <laughs> God, yep. I, th- well, I, figure- I don't. I don't think I think MHF is the only time I'm actually like away from home for the weekend. No, that weekend I have a wedding. I don't know what's going on that weekend. That's that's (laughs) that's homebrew fest. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm good. Sorry, catching up on life. No, no, it's fine. Well, uh, I figure. August is going to be sort of MHF uh, prep for the meeting. And then uh, September will sort of be maybe MHF debriefing or something. Um, and then, you know, it would be back to, to normal business hours on, in October. That's what I'm yeah. hoping. <laughs> but I think it'll be fun. And we have some other ideas of, of things that we're going to do for keepers too. We want to, we keep getting new members. Um, a lot of it was thanks to the Bell's uh, Homebrew Expo last year, which I, I don't think is going to happen again this year. I haven't heard anything about it. I, I was going to say, was, that's usually in September. Fuck, I was like, <laughs> damn it. Uh, uh, Brandon, thank you, for, thank you for the shout out for my, my video and spreadsheet. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. 
what else is going on? Did you, you crack into your Kolsch yet? I did, and that's what I'm drinking right now. And so we were talking earlier about, like, how do you describe a Kolsch or what its flavor is? So why don't you tell us, like, what yours tastes like, at the very least? What are you experiencing? So I would describe it as a American blonde ale with more yeast character and maybe just a little bit more bitter. Um, American blonde ales tend to be more like malt driven with maybe some like interesting uh, hop notes or like some mild esters or something like that. This is a uh, part of this too, is that it attenuated to like 1004. It, it uh, I got like 90% attenuation on this thing, which is like way drier than it should be. I think um, that's just, kind of to style for colches aren't they supposed to be pretty dry closer to like 1008 or 1010 or something probably on the low end so okay. not quite this dry but it's not the worst um but you'll you'll read the description of a colch and uh sometimes you'll you'll see um descriptors of maybe having like light apple or pear notes or, or something like that and and i can totally get that but it's more like it's more like apple or pear if it was dropped into the beer as like an essence, you know, it yeah. doesn't have like a, like an alcohol taste. It's more just like, Oh, if I really think about it, it's totally there, but it doesn't taste like it. Like garnish. It does, yes. Yeah. It doesn't have like the acidic bite of an apple or anything like that. It tastes more like you're sort of like grinding or the your, your like teeth on like a little bit of apple peel or something you know just like <laughs> somebody got too close after eating an apple and you're just like oh yeah i, yeah. I can smell the granny smith that's um so it's not really like a green apple or pear or anything like that it's just a very interesting yeast derived note that is reminiscent of that more than anything else um so it's it's totally it totally has it's more balanced towards the yeast than it is towards the malt i think in my opinion um not that the malt or the yeast don't play big factors but you you smell it and you drink it it looks and, right uh, like it looks good mm -hmm. i think it's super good um i've always felt like again really only had one example of a kolsch so i feel like it's always been like a like slightly more carbed than other beers that i've had I think the appropriate description is somewhere in like the, the medium uh, carbonation range. Um, but I prefer everything <laughs> on like the high end of appropriate anyway. Uh, right. This is less carb than my American light lager, but it's probably more carb than what I would do for an, uh, a blonde ale, like an American blonde. Part of that is because it's so dry. I think I needed a little bit of extra carbonation to give it some body. Um, yeah, or, yeah. or like at least a perception of that. But and I sit on the opposite side of you, Brian, in terms of carbonation. Le You're... Less is usually better. <laughs> really? Yeah. Even even with your ciders. Yeah, the cider that okay. I took silver with was still. Was it? What do they call it? Uh... No, still. No, oh, oh, still. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought you were like not. <laughs> no, no, that I was, thought, was. I thought you were finishing your sentence. That, I'm like, that's... it was still, still what? <laughs> it was still. There was no carbonation. Uh, that's the BJCP term. That's cool. Um, I don't actually know that I've ever had a still cider, except for maybe 
um, like Steve's ice cider that he's he's brought to a couple meetings. I think that was still, if I remember right. But. I kind I kind of like it, like most like most most of my beverages. I like a little unless it's carbonated water, then just beat the shit out of it with the CO two. <laughs> um, but most of my like other alcoholic beverages, I prefer to be. And I've done ciders that have been like way carved and, you know, the ones that I have on now are, are pretty well still. I have just enough CO2 on them to pretty much just push the shit out of the tube. Um, What's the sweetness on that one you took silver? That was a silver and glint cap, right? Yes. Yeah. Silver and glint cap. Um, Still waiting on that metal. Yeah, I I just yeah I sent Jason a text about that, too. I'm like, I didn't it didn't get like stolen out of my mailbox. Right. Right. I've got a few, I've got a few medals that it needs to sit on top of over here. So, um, I'm kind of proud of that. I, I like, I like that metal. Um, but yeah, yeah. So the sweetness, they're all, they're all really dry. Like I okay, like my ciders dry. Okay. I like them cold and very lightly carbonated. Um, but yeah, yeah. Did you did you serve this one still or bottle it still um, on purpose? Because it, it that's how you you thought it tasted best, or was it like a, a time thing? Or no, I just uh, I'll be completely honest. I was running low on CO two, so I've been running everything pretty low. That's fine. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Obviously, um, did y'all right? Right. Yeah. 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 And I just barely eked out that silver, but I'm gonna take it. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, so I had everything running running pretty low. And in fact, after I think it was the week after I submitted Clint Cap stuff, my my CO2 canister blew. Um, I really need to buy a backup. I'm I'm still running only one. I have for sale uh one more, I believe, a 20 pound CO2 tank. Uh already filled, hundred bucks. You want it? Done. For a, tw- for a 20 pound for a 20 pounder yeah i'll 20 pound full okay yep done yeah my uh my buddy uh chase you know, you know chase you, i know chase because of you so. yeah no he t- he texted he texted me that stuff too so i was oh, okay. yeah okay yeah i never followed up with him so chase hi i'm sorry i'm gonna buy it from brian um, it's fine i just bought all of them from him and i'm like i'll deal them back out to keepers at some oh point. well perfect because that was yeah. gonna be one of the ones i was gonna buy anyways so yep all right i i literally got them all from him two weeks ago and all the 20s are sold already so it's like no no money out of my pocket i have shit was that two weeks ago that he texted me oh it, my might, God. it might have been it might have been three how long have i been checked out man <laughs> i have some i thought there were five pound tanks jason was over the other day he says they're two and a half pound co2 tanks too um so Maybe somebody in chat knows the the tear weight of the tank says two point five pounds. Does that mean it's like a two and a half pound CO two tank? Because um, I've never owned a smaller CO two tank. I've always had twenties, just because I've you know it, it annoys uh, the hell out of Shana. But I'm always like the go big or go home. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've only ever owned fives, so okay. That's I was gonna get a ten. I was gonna upgrade mine to a ten. But now if you've got a twenty, I'll just yep, just do that. I I recently. Um, that's a good price too i think a 10 was gonna cost me 115 dollars or something he said he was checking on ebay and craigslist and stuff and said uh 20s empty we're selling for like 170 so yeah i was gonna say yeah that's a that's a killer price not that a, a swap is more than 20 bucks but excuse me but 
Yeah, which is crazy because it cost me about 20 bucks to fill the swap my yeah. five pounder. <laughs> I think it's just like more of a pain in the ass to do the five pounders than it is the 20s or something. Like, yeah. They're, they're, well, they're gas just, is cheap. CO2 is cheap. Yeah. It's fucking everywhere. So. Yeah. I, uh, I think I paid 25 for a little tank of oxygen the other day, though. I feel like that's getting expensive. I think I let my oxygen tank uh, empty out like into the basement. So um, I think it only had a little bit left, but like I, I went down there. I'm like, how does this tank not have any oxygen left in it? Like this thing was supposed oh, to last forever. You use it for like uh, your O2 stone. Yeah. Yeah. Just giving, uh, giving all the, the beer and mead and cider, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of O2 love before the, the fermentation gets going. Um, speaking of, I, uh, I'm going to pull it up here. So the, we did a gang brew this weekend and, uh, you know, I, I aerated before, uh, pitching. I, we're doing Philly sour for this beer. I, they, Lalmond, I think says that you don't really have to oxygenate before they're pitching their, their dry yeast. I do it anyway. Like I don't, I don't think it's ever hurt any beer I've made, but, uh, so I, I pitched it for this Philly sour and, you know, I've got a, oh, Jordan dropped again. He just sent me a text. I wasn't even looking at the screen. He has the look on his face right now. If you, if you are watching live of, of somebody that's really pissed that his computer just shut off. So, but uh, I, I threw a tilt in there. And then for everybody that, that has used Philly sour before, um, you probably know that it, that it does this initial fermentation. And then it sort of has this lag phase where it doesn't do anything. And then it kicks off again. And, uh, and, and we're in the lag phase right now, but I was never, I was never very, uh, like cognizant or paranoid about my fermentation, you know, before I started using tilts and like actually like watching, uh, my fermentation go live. Uh, but now that I have it, I'm sort of like obsessively watching the data and like as soon as something goes wrong, it's like in my head. And I know that Philly sour lags. You know, it's gonna pick back up again in a day or two and, and finish the fermentation out. But I'm like, man, like I hope I didn't do something wrong. Like, what am I doing with this beer? I'm not I'm not temperature controlling this. We we kind of had a discussion at the end of uh our gang brew day, and we we're like, you know, should we temp control this? Like what what temperature does Philly sour really like? And we sort of determined that it kind of likes the low to mid seventies a little bit. Uh, so it's been sitting at 71, 72 in my basement and I'm still, just, I don't, I don't, I don't do that with my beer generally. I always temp control everything. So it's like, it's all, it's all in my head right now about like, you know, do I fuck this up? I know I didn't, but Philly sour is a weird yeast. You guys ever used Philly sour in the chat before? I think this is maybe the second time I've ever used it. The, the very first time I used it, I, I went all in and did a sour New England IPA, which turned out really good. I haven't done one again. It's a really weird, you know, quote unquote style. Um, I think that I did a decent job in, in not using any bittering hops and, and going um, a little lighter on the whirlpool and a little heavier on the dry hop. Cause I think like bitterness and sourness don't always go hand in hand. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what this turns out. Like what's going on, Jordan. Welcome back. So you remember when I was having 
issues with my video card playing yeah are games. you pl- are you playing warzone right now no <laughs> i i wish <laughs> no not really i'm glad to be here but uh no so i got my card back from rma and it was bent to shit no yeah yeah so i mean just a few things were bent on it so it just kind of like you know kind of made it so it fit my case i'm pretty sure that's what's causing the problem can you send it back? I'm like, I'm gonna have to. I mean, <sighs> I don't I don't I took pictures of it as soon as I got it out of the box. Um, but I was just like I was tired of running my 1070, so I'm like, well, let's just throw it in and see if it works. Now it's only been in for about a week. This is the first time I've had this type of issue with it. It's not like it's been so I don't know what's going on here, but that is some shit. I'm very sorry. Who, I uh, mean, worst case scenario, I just uh gigabyte. Okay. I, I may just end up buying a new one. Like, not that they're, they've came down in price a lot, but yeah. Not that I want to spend another 800 bucks on a I know. Well, <laughs> you can always, you can always tell somebody that you upgraded to a 3090 Ti or something like that and sell <laughs> on like, There no, we go. No, uh, no refunds. Yep. Selling as is. <laughs> And maybe it's not the card. Maybe it is just some like weird thing with your computer, and, and so you're just giving somebody a good deal. I don't know. Yeah, who who knows? Gigabyte came back and they said it was like, yeah, we couldn't we couldn't replicate your issue. I'm like, that's bullshit because I've literally replaced the entire computer around it. So maybe maybe if we bend the card and send it back, it'll work a little bit. <laughs> so I was talking about the gang brew um, while you were yes. away. Uh, for those unaware of what the gang brew challenge is, uh, let me let me explain. So the Michigan Homebrew Festival, or as we've been referring to it as MHF, uh, every year uh, creates a set of rules, and so these rules are created by the club that won the gang brew challenge the year prior, uh, which essentially means that. Um, uh, they they received the most points for the beer that they brewed from the other clubs that went uh, around and judged all of the gang brew beers. And I'll, I'll kind of come circle back on that in a second. So um, a set of rules is released by the prior year's winner, um, and they're usually something weird. So this year, uh, the rules were created by the Michigan Mead Coalition, who won last year with a mead that i cannot remember the ingredients for off the top of my head um totally met all the requirements and it was absolutely delicious um but dang i i don't remember what it was but in any case their challenge this year because of course it's a uh, uh a mead club uh, was that you had to create a you know beer meter cider it had to uh, contain at least 25 percent or at least 25% of your fermentables had to be honey. Um, it had to contain a whole box of Pop-Tarts, or, or it had to contain some sort of uh, fruit or citrus. And I think it said bonus points if you use both. Um, for the Pop-Tarts, it had to be name-brand Pop-Tarts. They, they very specifically said none of that off-brand bullshit. So... Uh, I'm not going to go into what our gang brew was quite yet. Uh, it needs to be, you know, a little, a little bit of a of a secret, you know, at least at least within the club or something. But 
Um, obviously, we know it's some sort of sour because we're using Philly sour with it, as I've spoiled so far. But um, won't go into the pop tarts. Won't go into the fruit quite yet. And then, uh, yeah. So every club has to get at least three members of the club together to brew it. Uh, as long as that requirement is met. Hey, what's going on, Matt? Yeah, thanks for the thanks for the welcome back, man. I know it's been hey, a month. <laughs> but uh, Matt, if you're bored now, I sent you a text, man. If you want to get on the show and, and bullshit for a little bit, hit me up. Let me know. I'll send you a link. But uh, the uh, once the beer or meat or whatever is on tap up at the club, I think it's like Friday night, maybe Saturday night. No, it's Friday night. Um, two members from each club sort of get, you know, volunteered. Uh, they get some sheets and they go around to all the other clubs, ask for the gang brew beers, uh, and then uh, basically judges the beers uh, based on, again, guidelines that the winning club creates. So I think that the Michigan Meat Coalition is going to create some sort of score sheet um, for, uh, for judging these, these you know, beers or meads or ciders. Another one of the rules was that the honey has to be perceptible in, in whatever we create. So um, I, I, I would love to talk about how, how we are going to be making this beer, but I want to I wanna keep it under wraps for just a little bit. Can't jump on tonight, but we'll find the time. Yeah, dude, no worries, man. Anytime. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I hope everybody gets to come out to MHF and try our gang brew i hope it turns out good. um that's, that's how it is like every year though, with this experimental yeah, yeah. shit i hope it turns out well so so in prior years um there there's been rules like uh um it has to be like one of like a certain style and then you can use like two out of like maybe like 10 sort of like parameters so uh, maybe the beer has to be uh, boiled over an open fire. I think was one. Um, one or that order. was a, that was an option. Yeah, yeah, an option. Um, or it has to be uh, has to be open fermented. Yeah. Or maybe no like boil. You, no boil. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, and then you know certain requirements for uh, hops or or yeast or something. I think a couple of years ago. Um, the rule was maybe this was like two years in a row too. the ingredients for your beer had to contain either the first three letters of your club's name or like your club's initials. So for us, um, we could do like K E E or K O C. So, uh, Ron, who says, who, who, he says shush in chat here did a, uh, uh Ron was, was the K was Kilbasa. Um, <laughs> I didn't, I don't remember what your, your O and your, and your C were. I was think it, there uh, was Oreo. Maybe. K yeah. Kielbasa, Oreo. And, uh, God, I don't know, man. You'll, you'll have to say, I can't remember. Um, so just, just weird, weird beers like that. Uh, some club made a, uh, yeah, he's just Oreos. Oreos. Yep. Um, some club I think made a, a, was it like a oh my gosh 
What's the beer I'm thinking of? You know what I'm thinking of? It wasn't like pea and bacon soup beer or something. What yeah, was it? Bean, it was yeah, it was bean soup. It bean was made bean with like, soup. Yeah, it was made with like <laughs> like white beans, oregano, onion. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah, I think I think there was I think it was brewed over an open flame. Yeah, uh, so it yeah. was like brewed on a campfire. Um, so people people go wild <laughs> a little bit. Appears. <laughs> um that is one i will always remember (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so there's a lot of experimental stuff on tap all the time uh there will be a lot of meat up there since the michigan meat coalition is a thing now i think kgb share yeah kgb does a, a mead share after the awards ceremony usually I think there's going to be a bottle share, an official bottle share this week put on by the or this this festival, this month, this year, whatever, um, by AABG. Uh, so if you have something yummy you want to share beer wise, uh, bring a bottle. The Michigan Mead Coalition is also doing a like a private mead bottle share, and the only entry fee is that you bring a bottle of mead to share. Um, could be homebrew, could be commercial whatever uh most of the time people bring a lot more so that is one of the bottle shares that you want to go really easy on because nothing there is like less than 10 percent, probably yep uh, so we need but, more people to like brew hydromels you know just get some of them sessionable did I, meads did i tell you that i'm bringing a hydromel this year no i didn't know you did one so it's it's fermenting right now in fact it's probably done i haven't gone and checked on it um but do another one. I uh, I'm doing a hydromel. I it's uh, it's orange blossom honey. It's maybe like six six and a half percent right now. Um, I added a pound of lactose and a pound of erythritol for a little bit of a sweetening up front. Uh, front loaded it with uh, fermate O just for nutrients. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to do some acid and you know sweetness uh, adjustments on the back end. But I bought. Um, the Amaretti Moscow Mule syrup. It's oh. or their their craft puree. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 delicious. It's so it's so good. Like you could probably drink this stuff straight, but uh, in, in in little little bits. But um, I'm going to use the Amaretti uh, syrup and sort of make a Moscow Mule hydro mule. I'm calling it hydro mule. So. Uh, Oh god, I think Jordan froze again. <laughs> so I'll I'll talk about it more when when Jordan gets back, but um yeah, for for those unaware, they they call them short meads too. Yeah, Jordan is texting me. He says this is ridiculous. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh hydromels or short meads or session meads. Um just low ABV meads that are typically carbonated, uh, typically pretty high. Um usually not super dry. And usually have some sort of like either fruit or spice in them to just to make them a little bit more interesting. Um, not that like low ABV carbonated meat isn't yummy. It's just um, it's a little it's a little boring. So it's kind of like a kind of like drinking like a session wine. I don't even know if that's like a thing, like a six percent grape juice wine. I'll have to try that at some point. But um, most of the most of the session meads that you see out there are. Um, carbonated in fact a lot of what's commercially available and, and affordable uh mead wise tends to be sizers uh like a lot of what bee nectar uh first started putting out 
when they started. And I think a lot of what they still put out, um, not to say the zombie killer is affordable. It can be kind of expensive sometimes, um, but it's, it's really delicious, but it's also, it's a sizer. And I think it's, um, I think it's considered a session. I need, I don't remember what the exact ABV on that stuff is, but I think it's in the six to eight range. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what this thing turns out like. I think that having a six uh, percent uh, Moscow Mule on tap that's like highly carbonated is is going to be super good. Um, I'm hoping it has that that ginger bite that uh, an actual mule has. Uh, the the Amoretti syrup, if you drink it, it sort of has that bite. But Jordan, welcome back. This is again. It's, no, it's all right, man. We're we're running up on an hour too, so hopefully we can, you know, maybe finish up before before you crash again or something. But at least you're able to get back on be. quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did something right. But uh, yeah, uh, I was talking about the Moscow meal thing. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it turns out. Um, and I was I was saying that I hope it has that snappy, bitey ginger burn that. Uh, an actual Moscow mule kind of sort of has. Um, if I need to add like ginger beer back in or, or fresh ginger, there's still plenty of time. So, yeah, we'll yeah no, I'm, I'm excited to try it, man. It's, it seems like it's going to be a good, a good, a good little experiment. You bringing anything to MHF for kegs? I am. I'll be okay. bringing, uh, I've got a uh, Mexican lager that's probably done right now. I'm going to get into a keg here soon and get it in the keyser and just start conditioning it. Um, first time doing one, no idea how it's going to turn out. Uh, used Calypso hops, um, which let me look that up real quick. I thought it had something to do with like lime. I don't know if I've used Calypso in the past. Let me take a look at hop list here and see, see what it says. Well, while you look that up, I'm calling up Matt. Uh, banishment if, if you're still listening um <clears throat> if you're coming out to mhf this year and you want to bring a keg uh, let me know and you can you can totally cap a or a cap you can totally tap a keg at keezers uh, if you want absolutely we'll give you a tap yeah i think we still have plenty of room so yeah so characteristics on calypso says crisp fruity aroma flavors of apple pear stone fruit lime and citrus hmm. so figure- how'd you use it uh all of it that's all that's in it so oh, oh, okay um bittering and aroma there's only i think a ounce in there because calypso this says 12 to 14 percent so you want you know you want to sit right you kind of want to sit like right around like 20 ibus so i don't think my actual bittering addition went in until like 30 minutes into the boil yeah yeah um, fair but but yeah so i should i think i'm sitting with my measurements within beersmith i think i'm sitting at right about like 18 to 20 IBUs or so. Um, but I had it on hand, so that's what I used. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. I think that uh for Christmas this year, and I, I know I know other people have done it in the past. I, I think uh Jason Glatz has done it before, but I've I've so many hops in my freezer downstairs right now. Uh, especially my little like one-off two uh one ounce, two ounce, like, you know, one offs. Um, yeah. I'm going to bring like a bunch of hops to, you know, if we do like a Christmas party or something this year, just to give away, just 
just I, I was I was telling David or or Ron or somebody whoever was at um, at my house and, and listening to me for the gang brew that uh, that I had uh, I have some apple crisp hops in my freezer from like like 2017 probably okay. and I and I bought them because I was like you know hell yeah like you know apple crisp that sounds delicious I could do something super fun with it and then. You know, I got them and I'm like, I don't want my beer smelling like apple or tasting like apple. Like, wait, no, maybe I should. No, I'm not <laughs> going to use these. So, so I've never used them. And they're like every time I open my, you know, little container of, of hops where, I, where I, I keep them, it's just like there's this bag sitting there like Dude, staring at me. Hopped cider, man. You're you are not the first person to say that. I, I'm pretty sure Ron or David or somebody said that yeah. this weekend too. So just fucking um, yeah, try it. I, I've almost I've also got I've got like two ounces of. I just had to look it up. Um, you remember you got you got some stuff too because you took took a medal. Uh, the O'Connor's competition. Fuck, does this have a year on it? Um, it doesn't. <clears throat> I don't know how many years ago it was, three, four years ago, something like that. I got some hops. They're like Vojvodina. <laughs> Never okay. heard of it before. Um, but like the description on it is like grass and hay. And <laughs> I'm like, the fuck am I going to use this? Are for? they like, are they low alpha? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're they're kind of they're a cross between two nobles or this that one would, I'm reading on here is like Northern Brewer and Golding. That'd be awesome uh, for like a sour base. Right, right. Yeah. But I'm like, I I don't. I've got two sours right now. They're both in kegs and one's a couple of years old at this point. And they're both yeah. done with you. Yeah. So. OK. <laughs> yeah, that's the I, thing about sour. I, I two years ago. um. I decided that I really wanted to get a sour program going. And um, I set a goal for myself of once a month, I needed to brew, <clears throat> excuse me, a base for a sour and uh, get it down into my basement. Maybe it was like once every two months. I don't know, but um, you know, and, and ferment it and, and whatever and, and get this thing going. But then like, I, I've, I've come to realize that if I tap a sour, like even if it's absolutely delicious, like, like, you know, amazing. So good. I'd still on tap for six months at a time, usually before I can like finally finish that keg. Yep. And that's with me, like sending a lot out for competitions, bringing some to like every homebrew club meeting, um, bringing some to like friend get togethers. Like it's, it's, it's usually not me drinking it. It's me giving uh, most of it away. Um, it's hard to drink that much sour. Like <laughs> it it's is. not, it's not like, something that you just, you, you go and you're like, dang, I'm going to have four of these tonight. Like true, like true sours. You know, that's, that's true. Now you go with a Philly. I can drink the shit out of most Phillies, but. Like kettle like, sours and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like those, but there's, there's something different. There's different characteristics. Um, when it comes into those like true natural sours and, I think that's where the art comes in to really brew something that's like super enjoyable and in the natural sense. Um, not that Philly and, you know, kettle isn't natural. Um, but yeah. I guess, in the, I guess in the classic sense of brewing a sour, um, more, more than just straight lacto and whatever else. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get you. You got anything uh, on the agenda for the next couple weeks or months as far as like uh, things that you want to brew or anything? Just kind of to wrap stuff up for the night? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know what my next brew is going to be. I have, I've wanted to do a Heffy. I haven't done one in a few years. So that'll probably be, you know, what, what I do next. Um, I've also been kind of thinking of doing like an American light, like what you got there with Eagle juice. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually have some extract. Um, this, this Mexican lager that I have is my first extract batch that I've done in years. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, and yeah, yeah. So that's, I'm really looking at the lightweight beers. Like I used to brew a lot of stouts. Yeah. I took a gold at MHF years ago for, for a stout of mine. Um, and in fact, one of the beers that I, I submitted is actually the Imperial version of that same beer. So I'm very interested to see how that turns out this year for this MHF. Yep. Is that the state fair too? No, it didn't go to the state fair. Just my Jeff. Okay. Did you enter the state fair this year? Yes, I did. Sweet. Okay. I think, I think the, I think two entries, cause there was three bottles for yes. state fair Yep. and two for, so each one got a six pack. So it was only two entries for the state fair. Cool. Um, which was, I want to say my cider and my Vienna. Um, and then MHF was, I believe my cider Vienna and then the Imperial style. Okay. Or wait, no, I think MHF was actually um, was actually a different stout that I brewed for Big Brew Day. I think that's what went over there, not the cider. So sweet, dude. but yeah. Anyways, yeah, I'm just been you know, like things I've been wanting to drink. I've just been lightweight, you know, light beers, low ABV. For anyone that wants to brew, um. I'm calling it Eagle Juice, but it, the the recipe is basically based off of Canuchuk Lager. Uh, Google the 2021 uh, National Homebrew Competition results. Uh, it's in Zimmergy. Uh, the recipe is published as the gold medal winning recipe uh, for 2021. So I don't take credit for the recipe, but, but brew it. Uh, maybe play around with the hops a little bit. The first time I made it, I actually used Noble Citra. Instead of, uh, I think Saz isn't like the official recipe and uh, it, it's a great beer. So we'll see what it's like. I think I have, uh, I, I tossed in, uh, I have a mead and a cider and, uh, and an Imperial stout in MHF this year. So I might be, I might be competing with you in Imperial stout if, if that's what you edited it in. Yeah, I think I think it was. I think it was. Okay. So yeah, I I wasn't super I, like I ran out of so I was gonna submit my pale ale, um, and I had one bottle bottled up, and then the keg blew on the second bottle. Oh, so Ugh. I hadn't I hadn't, I hadn't been tracking it that close, so I was like panicking. I'm like, okay, I've got some meads or no, what was it? I was gonna submit a sour. The sour, like the first sour that, you know, you, me and me and Drew did, because um, I swear I have two bottles of that left. Um, and I pulled those two out 
and I didn't like looking through the bottles like they're they're not labeled. So like looking through the bottles, they're not exactly right. So I'm like, I can't I, like they were they were kind of next to some bottles of uh, Hydromel that I bottled up a while ago. So I'm like, I can't fully say that I know that those are the two bottles. So I was like, uh, OK, yeah. So I just I just I, I knew I had the um, the Imperial Stout or whatever, whatever I submitted it as. Um, um, labeled it was between that and a berry cider that I made a few years ago. Mm. That a lot of people had said they liked. How do you still have that stuff left? Like I am so, I just, I drink, <laughs> I'm so bad at like keeping stuff. I just, I find it and then I drink it and I can't, I'm so bad at hanging on to old stuff. I, my shit's like, uh, it's, it, I make it inconvenient to get it. Oh. <laughs> That's the trick. Okay. <laughs> like, like legit, like it's like, I got to bend over and use a flashlight to look at where like all this <laughs> shit is and like sideways, like it's terrible on my back. And so like, if I want to, if I want to drink something like chances are, I'm just going to my kegerator or pulling something Fair. off. Of okay. It. All right. You know, so, someplace that's easy. I'm not going to work too hard now for a competition you know, got that running tally of what's, you know, what I have on, on hand in my head. So I'll submit something. That's but. fair. Well, um, I, I guess in, uh, in, in, in finishing the business, we have a, uh, a few shows still lined up. Um, not sure if we're going to hit them before or after MHF. Um, we, we want to bring on at least somebody, uh, or maybe a couple of other people from the, <laughs> we have, we have sort of a keepers offshoot called the BJC peeps or something like that. I don't know. It's people from our homebrew club that are looking to study and become BJCP judges. Um, looking to have a, a little bit of a separate episode, maybe bringing some of them on and talking about uh, either challenges, taking the online exam and, or, you know, successes and stuff like that. Uh, so Jordan, who I think just froze again, uh, is, is going to be taking his exam hopefully this week or in the next week. So maybe that'll be a, a well-timed episode. Uh, and then we also want to do an episode uh, where we're talking about uh, flavoring meads and ciders and, you know, potentially beers. Uh, how do you come up with flavor combinations and, uh, you know, with, with fruit and spices and sweetness and acid additions and things like that. And um, just how to do like bench trials. And I think that'll be kind of a fun episode just getting feedback from other mead makers and soda makers and beer makers as to, you know, how they balance things out. But uh, I think that'll, that'll do it for tonight. So thank you all uh, for hanging out with us. I'm sorry. Jordan's gone again, uh, all in the episode on my own tonight, but um, yeah, we'll be back hopefully next week. Uh, Jason will still probably be a couple weeks out as he's still moving, but uh, we can't wait to get him back. Hopefully after MHF at the very least, uh, I believe we'll be streaming the Michigan uh, Beer Cup Awards again this year. So keep a lookout on our Facebook page for that link if you have a entry into the Beer Cup this year. And I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the coming weeks. So thank you again for being with us and have a great evening. Cheers all.